Your Julian on the brown note. And uh, a very Australian film, Mortal Kombat. So um, we had a couple of almost near returns to normality in the cinema. Uh, Godzilla v Kong, which I reviewed, gave a stellar review to a couple of weeks ago, is I think on north of 400 million. First film to do so for a very long time. Uh, and Mortal Kombat knocked it off its number one position, but hasn't really made the box office to Simon McCoyd. It sounds like I'm mispronouncing that, but that's such a weird spelling. M-C-Q-U-O-I-D. McQuid is an Aussie uh, director of commercials who's been picked up, perhaps unsurprisingly, by the producer James Wan, um, the Australian guy who I interviewed many years ago, and he seemed to have a massive problem with me for no reason. I don't know why. Um, and it's a reboot of uh, the Mortal Kombat computer game series, in movie form, which um, that and Street Fighter both came to prominence on the early consoles, and um, both of them had movies in the 90s. So um, this is uh, probably a restart. It would be seeing Street Fighter again. It's a debut film by McCoy, uh, and it's a relatively low-key uh, cast as well, but it didn't cost a fortune. $55 million isn't that much, actually, when you think about it. They, I think they threw nearly $200 million at Assassin's Creed. An insane cast, insane production values for a really, really poor film. This is better than that, actually. Uh, there is not really a story to, to base this on. One of the probable defining characteristics of video game franchise movies is um, a lack of a story. Um, in this instance, we get the main guy uh, who's played by Louis Tan is someone that is a low-rent prize fighter who has a mark on him of a dragon. And we learn that there's this um, tournament on Earth against um, sort of some extraterrestrial fighters that throughout the universe they have these tournaments. And on Earthworld, they keep losing. And if they lose one more, um, I think they have to give dominion of the Earth over to the evils. Um, and the evils are the other side who fight them in this big tournament and they've been cheating by hunting down all of the people on earth with this dragon mark on them so that there's no one left to fight and they and they cheat their way out of, a, of losing that final competition and therefore gaining control of the earth and that's it so it's one of those things where the people gradually come together and, and form a, a group um two of them the best two people in this are both home and away Home and Away is an Australian daytime soap. Home and Away's defining characteristic is really hot young people cheating on their partners. Really hot young people with zero substance or character seeing another hot person walk past and cheating on their partners. But two of the people, the, the best people in this, are Home and Away alumni. Jessica McNamee has um, the looks and the charisma, I think, to do more. Uh, she's really good here. Looks fantastic, has this sort of um, that X factor about her a bit. And uh, Josh Lawson, who sometimes overexits it, but gets um, some really funny lines. He plays another archetype character, the guy that's um, always, you know, he's pulling the foul mouth jokes all the time. But he's pretty decent. Um, those two join with um, the Lewis Tan character as they've got this dragon mark on them. And if you beat someone with a dragon mark on it, you, you get theirs. 
uh, and they eventually find this old wise training wizard guy who then trains them up in the way of um, whatever it is they're doing. Um, but they learn if they get to this part of being, you know, Bruce Lee level, that they'll get the superpower, which used to be mashing the keys on the controller, where the, you know, lightning bolts will come out. They get that in the film. Now, there, there is no story, um, <clears throat> but I would say that I was really quite positive about this for the first half of the film. I thought that the um, the opening was really, really good, where it goes back to like the ancient times and the uh, family in the woods and um, had a bit of a vibe of sort of like the X-Men a bit, where the, you know, the guy goes and sets up with his own... Magneto goes and sets up with his family in the woods and he's waiting for the one day they'll come and destroy him sort of vibe and it's really well done it's um it looks great the cinematography is um i was quite surprised by the standard of it um i thought that was really high quality and um at that stage and throughout up until about the halfway point i was reasonably impressed by the characters the lead guy is a little bit bland but not too bland and he's, he's quite amiable and uh jessica and josh both add to the the mix quite a lot um then it just started falling away for me. There just isn't enough to hang yourself onto here. You get moments of ultraviolence uh, in a film where you're expecting it. It feels PG. So you expect these shocks of ultraviolence, but it just doesn't happen. You're looking for that spider. It just doesn't happen enough. There is some, a couple of... There's one really good bit of ultraviolence which reminds me of the chainsaw incident in Mandy where someone gets completely split in half, which is excellent, and just not enough of the others. And, and none of the characters really seem to amount to that much. They seem to get defeated a bit too easy and too quickly at times. And when I when they had the final battle, the denouement, I genuinely was waiting for it to go into another scene. And then the titles rolled up, and I was like, oh, it's finished. Um... So it's a very slight film and it doesn't have enough narrative. They could have gone for making this really, really cool and something a bit different. Uh, they could have pushed the bar as far as the ultraviolence goes because there's enough of it that it would put off a PG toting audience. But there's not enough to really grasp a more extreme audience. You're not going to get something as relentless as the Resident Evil franchise. In fact, I'd go as far as to say this would be one of the lesser Resident Evil movies. I've liked those when I've seen them. I haven't seen them all, but I have in general liked them. It's too small a shell, really. There's, there's only a finite number of characters. They're not really that well developed. The action isn't particularly memorable in it. Um, I would say it's a diverting watch. Uh, the special effects aren't that memorable. Um, no one really is. The villain isn't particularly, although he's a bit mean. And when there's a denouement where the ancient guy comes back as well, it was a bit underwhelming. So it's not a great film and it's not a bad film. It's not in the same league on any level as Godzilla vs. Kong. But it will probably divert you. It's not too annoying. Um, it's as small as a film like Nobody, but just without memorable characters and none of the memorable violence and none of the good performances and none of the good script. So I'll give uh, Mortal Kombat a 5.5 out of 10. 
from Eric B and Rakim's Paid in Full classic album from...